A family charters a plane to go to Jackson, Mississippi when they have to turn around. A FedEx flight goes to the run-up area and stops responding to ATC. What caused these flights to not go as planned? Welcome back to the Hard Landings Podcast, everybody. I'm Nick. I'm Miranda. And I'm Christy. Hey. Hello. Welcome to the next We Are On Vacation, Please Don't Hate Us episode. <laughs> Here's more minisodes. So we don't have anything for you other than the episode. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're kind of fun. I like them. They are. They're interesting. We get to cover some things we don't talk about normally. And it's less work. <laughs> it is that. It is also... It's just, it's very different. Like, these incidents are very different than anything we'll cover. Correct. Otherwise. Today, I am covering something we have never talked about before. As am I. Yay! But something that I think everybody as a passenger has thought about. What are you covering? Well, get into it. <laughs> so what are we covering today, Nick? <laughs> today, you're covering November 559 Delta Whiskey. Okay. It's a king year. Okay. Fancy. What's a king air, Nick? <laughs> we'll talk about it. This occurred on April 12th of 2009. Ooh, okay. So a little over 10 years ago. This is a king air 200 specifically. This was a twin turbo prop. These are GA type airplanes. However, they are used a lot in charter aviation, in medical aviation. They're smaller, but they're comparable to a lot of private jets. Which is nice. So they're, I mean, they're powerful airplanes. They can get you from A to B pretty quickly. They're definitely not your, like, learn to fly kind of airplane. They have generally between eight and, I don't even know how many seats, eight and I want to say 12 or 14 or something like that. Have I been on one? Yes. Okay. Not a 200, though. You've been Dang on it. The, you've been on the C90B. This was a flight from Marco Island Airport in Florida to Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Jackson International Airport in Jackson, Mississippi. This is another reason that these get interesting is because we get to talk about airports that you would otherwise never talk about in a normal episode. Because, well, I mean, Jackson, Mississippi, sure, it's, it's an international airport, commercial service, all this, that, the other. But Marco Island Airport, no commercial service. So... We're talking about small airports, which there are a lot of in the world. Turns out. The pilot, Joe Kabak, I assume that's how you pronounce his name, was an ATP rated pilot who flew the charter aircraft as a pilot for hire. He was 67 years old at the time. So mm, a little beyond right. a little beyond airline retirement, which is yeah. probably why he was doing this. As did a charter it pilot. Say if he had any airline training. Could not find anything about his hours or experience. Mm, so okay. take that as you will. The person who requested the charter, Doug White, scheduled the flight, and the pilot had flown the aircraft down to Marco Island, arriving around twelve forty five PM to one o'clock, somewhere in that range. Mr. White had recently purchased this airplane and leased it back to a charter company, but he had never gotten to fly on it yet. Oh, okay. He had only flown on a King Air one time previously, and it wasn't this one. So the person that chartered the aircraft is the actual owner of the aircraft? Yes. Okay. But because it's with the charter company, you still have he to has to charter. charter. Yeah, yeah, Because he's still paying for a pilot, the insurance, all that stuff. Right, right, right. So, Mr. White, 56 years old, 
along with three other passengers, his family, boarded the aircraft upon its arrival. They were headed back to Monroe, Louisiana, after attending the funeral of his brother, unfortunately. The pilot helped them load their bags and enter the airplane before closing up the door and getting ready for flight. This all happened very quickly. Mr. White took the right seat in the cockpit as a passenger and to observe the flight. He was not rated to fly the King Air, but did have a private pilot's license with about 230 hours of flight time. So, this is pretty normal in general aviation, and even in charter operations and such, where you have X amount of people, they only need one pilot for the aircraft, the right seat's open, they put somebody there. Plus, he wanted to see, like, the operation of this airplane, and he wanted to learn about it and listen to the air traffic control communications and stuff. He was a curious pilot. Because he had just recently picked up flying again in January, so... Gotcha. They departed Marco Island at around 1.15 p.m. So the airplane had only been on for on the ground for like half an hour or 15 minutes. Yeah. Ah, the glories of charter aviation and general aviation. So fast. Yeah, turnaround times. Yep. Yeah. Five to eight minutes after takeoff, as the aircraft was climbing northbound, the pilot stated, quote, Okay, climb checklist, end quote. He then ran through the checklist, touching each one of the items on the checklist in the cockpit, confirming the setting. The autopilot had been activated by this point, and the aircraft was flying entirely via the autopilot, apart from power setting. Because this airplane didn't have an auto throttle. Gotcha. Pretty normal. As the pilot finished the checklist, the airplane turned to a northerly heading. To head north, up Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot established contact with the Miami Area Route Traffic Control Center. The air traffic controller gave the flight permission to climb to 14,000 feet. However, the pilot did not respond to the clearance from the air traffic controller. It was 20 seconds later that Mr. White called the air traffic controller over the radio. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. To declare an emergency, explaining that the pilot was incapacitated and he needed to speak with someone familiar with the King Air 200. Sometime one to three minutes after the checklist had been completed... While climbing between 5,000 and 6,000 feet, Mr. White looked over at the pilot and saw his head hanging down with his chin against his chest and his arms at his side with one hand in his lap. Oh, well, that's not good. He attempted to get the pilot's attention, but at that time, he heard him make a long sound, some kind of long noise, followed by his hand falling from his lap to his side. And it was clear something was not well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, something was not well. The flight continued climbing. It took some time, but the air traffic controller found somebody to speak to the pilot about the King Air 200. The now pilot, I should say. Yes. Uh, Mr. White, the owner of the private pilot's license and time in 172. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> this God. Is a very different beast we're talking about. The aircraft climbed to about 17,300 feet in that time. The new air traffic controller helped guide Mr. White through disconnecting the autopilot as well as helping him perform a coordinated descent and some heading changes. So this is kind of in coordination with the person who's familiar with the King Air. They didn't really specify. I think it was somebody who was an air traffic controller, but I couldn't figure that out. I've got differing things. As an air traffic controller, what do you just do? Like, hey, Bob, do you know anyone who knows how to fly King Air? Pretty much. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> yeah. As this is not a one-off. This doesn't happen usually in commercial aviation, which is why we won't talk about it, because <laughs> they have... Two crew? Yes. Usually. So. That know how to fly. The, that's the whole point. Yeah. 
But hypothetically speaking, if for whatever reason both crew on one of our flights are incapacitated, can you and Brendan handle it? This would be a lot. This would be a lot. I'm sure there's somebody on there that would probably be more qualified than me. Okay. I mean, in an absolute worst case scenario, I'd probably figure it out. The flight was then transferred to the Fort Myers Control Center. Okay. This controller helped walk Mr. White through the, the remainder of the descent, assisting him with flaps, gear, power levels, and speed. Some of these things were relatively self-explanatory to somebody who was still somewhat familiar with airplanes. The air traffic controller provided him with vectors to set up for a long 15 nautical mile approach for runway 6 at Fort Myers. Mr. White managed to make a successful landing at Fort Myers. Hot damn. And taxi off the runway onto a taxiway. I mean, that's pretty amazing. They, the air traffic controller at one point was just like, it's yours. <laughs> at this point, it's all on you. I mean, he knows how to land an airplane. He's done yes. it quite a few times. Just not at this speed or caliper. <laughs> this is it's it's not like that one kid who on his very first lesson in a 172. Yeah, it was in Australia. Yeah. Had his uh, instructor pass out. Yeah, that was crazy. That's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was something else. He did a great job, though. He, he landed. Job. I mean, they walked through it with him, but that was that's a whole other beast. That's scary. I mean, this is scary, too. Don't get me wrong. This is in a similar level because this is an airplane that is way faster than anything this guy's flown before. So it's it takes a lot. It takes a lot of thought. Once on that taxiway, he shut down the engines and the airplane was met by emergency services immediately. Mr. White and the three passengers exited the aircraft while the medical personnel attended to the pilot. Unfortunately, they pronounced the pilot deceased on site. He had died in flight. Yeah. Oof. So the the breath he let out was his death rasp. Yep, unfortunately. Fair warning, things get a little more morbid from here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Just going to talk about, like, I guess it's not really that morbid, but we're going to talk a little bit about his history. Okay. And how this happened. Because that's all really we can talk about. That's, I mean, that is the whole story. That is, they found him mm-hmm. deceased. Landed the airplane successfully. Nobody else was hurt. The airplane was saved. Yay. Huzzah. Sad for the pilot. Yeah. Toxicology tests were run by the FAA's Bioaeronautical Research Lab in Oklahoma. Apparently that is a thing. Why Oklahoma? That's where the FAA is. Oh. They have a major office in, of course, D.C. But also, Oklahoma is where they do a lot of things. Flight testing. Yep, and that's like their major testing center. That's for getting like literally your certifications, depending on what you do, like air traffic controllers. That's where you have to be. Gotcha. That makes sense. That or only a couple other places. Tests were also run by the Wustoff Laboratory in Melbourne, Florida. It's a medical testing service. Yeah. I imagine it's a lot like when you go to get your blood drawn and tested. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're doing a toxicology report. Yeah. This isn't anything, like, super special. They did not find any abnormalities in either test, apart from some caffeine, which... Okay, listen. Duh. (laughs) He had a cup of coffee. He's a pilot. I'm sure he was drinking coffee, tea, something. Energy drinks. Yep, something. Who knows? Whatever to get him going. When the FAA then looked into his most recent third-class medical, as well as his second-class medical, but we'll get there, They found several bits of important information. 
The pilot was taking several medications, including some for high blood pressure and cardiovascular issues. He had noted on that same medical on his forms that he had high blood pressure, as well as a stent Mm. in the right coronary artery. This isn't necessarily a big deal, except that, okay, now we kind of know what's going on. He has a history of cardiovascular problems. Probably had a heart attack. This was a coronary artery disease. Mm. Yes. His medical examiner had noted some slight abnormalities in his EKG on his second class medical, which was confirmed through several other much more intensive tests. We could go through the list of what all those were. I found a whole report that was far more intense on the medical side than on the aviation side, and I am not somebody in the medical field. So this was all reading Chinese to me. Or anything else. Greek? (laughs) I don't know. I don't read anything but English, French, Latin, and Greek. Yes. But still. Anyways, so I I didn't understand it. I mean, I, I knew some of it, but this is normal with stints. So this was not considered an immediate issue, but it was noted that because he was still showing some abnormalities on his EKG and several other tests, it was like, "Mm, maybe something to be aware of. An autopsy was performed, which found that ultimately the cause of death was hypertensive and arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease. He had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. He had a heart attack, yeah. Yes, unfortunately he had a heart attack in flight because he had a history. Caffeine probably didn't make that better. Nope. That's kind of why that was of note. It was like, mm, that might have been the cause, because that was pretty much the only thing that was out of place in his toxicology, which isn't necessarily root cause, but didn't help. Contributing factor. Yes. And that's quite frankly it. That is all of it. That, I mean, it's it's quite the story, because... It's a hell of a story. You never want to end up in a situation like that, but... Good for him for landing the airplane successfully, getting yeah. everybody off the airplane. The airplane was you know, saved and all that. But that's a heck of a way to fly on your newly owned King Air for the first time. Also, very lucky he was a pilot. Yes. Yes. Because if Question. he wasn't... Right. Do you have to pay for a pilot if they die in flight? I don't know. Oh, that's a <laughs> rough question. I, I don't want to dive into how all of that worked <laughs> for him, but... I mean, yeah. I would still pay for, like, the insurance and stuff, but it's like, hey, I flew the plane. Can I not pay for a pilot that didn't make it? I don't know. It might I don't have, know what It happened. might have just been a don't ask, don't tell type of situation. Makes sense. This was a rough weekend for them. Yeah. Funeral followed by my pilot died in flight, and I had to land the airplane. At least he did. Yes. How do you get your plane out of Fort Myers? I mean, Fort Myers Hire is a big another, place. I'm sure they yeah. just hired and brought another Hire pilot. Another in. pilot. Yeah, I'm sure someone knows how to. I'm sure the charter, fly a King Air. How do you how do you brief that pilot? So not to freak you out, but the last guy who sat in that seat died in flight. So I mean, I'm sure they knew that because this was yeah, all over the news at the time. That's fair. It's like one of those things where, unless the pilot was in a similar <laughs> situation, probably wouldn't be a, a huge fear or problem sure okay these well, pilots probably also knew each other i mean anybody who worked for the same charter company they probably relatively they were acquainted to some mm-hmm. extent yeah so okay well let's take a quick break and we'll get into christy's story yep 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. So, what are you covering, Christy? I am covering November 781 Foxtrot Echo. This incident happened on November 23rd, 2018 at Bakersfield, California. So, not all that long ago. Nope. This report actually just came out like a week ago. Oh, hey. You know what? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I... The second I read the probable cause, I was like, I want to cover that. Uh, I'm going to put it on a mini-sode. And, they're like, and then we decided we should do mini-sodes. And I was like, listen. <laughs> listen. So this report came out on April 1st of this year. Then I know which one you're talking about because we talked about it briefly. Yes, we did. Okay. The aircraft was a Cessna 208B Super Cargo Master. This is a grand caravan for all those that are familiar with that airplane. This is a high wing, it's a Cessna, but it's a super capable airplane. And anybody who's really familiar with it, they know it's like a workhorse. It's truly a workhorse of general aviation and even like small cargo operations and such and small passenger operations. It's a very capable airplane. It's a single engine turboprop, uses the same engine that's on every other turboprop in its class, and which is the PT-6, by the way, Pratt & Whitney. There's just different variations of the PT-6, but it's the most reliable engine in the world. And it's a phenomenal airplane. It's usually, it can be outfitted with like up to 12 seats, or I think it's even more than that, maybe 18 seats, something like that. And if you listen to our aviation stories, you may have heard um, David talk about it for skydiving. I was going to say, David. Yep. (laughs) Yep. These are common all around the world to this day. I mean, they still make them. They're really good airplanes. They're... They have a large cabin. Uh, when I say large, I mean it's all relative, but to the size of an airplane for a single engine, it is a very large cabin because it's meant to hold a lot of cargo or quite a few people for like small hops in Alaska and things like that. Like they can fit Tundra tires on these airplanes and land them and take them off anywhere. So they're super capable airplanes that are powerful enough to also like go up high and fast and get wherever you need to be. I mean, they're, they're, Good airplanes. This one is outfitted for cargo. It is owned by FedEx. Yep. Mm. FedEx has a lot of these around the country. But it was operated by West Air. Wester? Yep. The pilot was a 59-year-old male with 13,410 flight hours, 3,420 of which were on the type. That's a lot. Yep. This was a Part 135 on-demand cargo flight. From Bakersfield to Ontario, California. Cool. The weather was good. Visual meteorological conditions prevailed, though this was an instrument flight rules flight plan. The pilot arrived at the airport at 4.10 p.m. and taxied to the FedEx ramp where FedEx personnel loaded boxes into the upper cargo area. The pilot counted a total of 68 boxes, 41 of which contained hazardous materials, which is pretty normal. A FedEx dangerous goods representative approved the cargo as being below the company's limitations for hazardous material. After loading was complete, the pilot finished off his paperwork and started up at 5.29 p.m. From what I understand was now dark, the report considered it nighttime. It is November. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. He taxied to the run-up area and then stayed there without responding to the tower for a full 25 minutes. Well, that's not good. That's a long time. I would have thought they would have sent someone out at some point. So the tower called the fire department. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh... There's this guy That's in a an good airplane. Call. That's Was the good engine call. still running? Yes. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, the fire department arrived on site and illuminated the cockpit to find the pilot with his head tipped back and his mouth open. Not good. He wasn't sleeping, right? He actually was. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that sounds like someone who's sleeping or is definitely dead. <laughs> There's like no in between there. <laughs> there is an in between. We'll get there. They chalked the plane. Thank God. Yeah, so it doesn't move. Yeah. And then boarded. They tried to get the pilot's attention, and it wasn't until they rubbed his sternum that he moved. Hmm. They called it a sternal rub. And I'm like, I don't like that phrase. I no. hate that, actually. No, I don't like that at all. I just, like, <laughs> That's picture someone, like, going like this to me, and I'm like... I'm uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> Everyone's now rubbing their stern. <laughs> uh, they must have looked for something. Yeah. The firefighter shut off the fuel to shut down the engine. Yes. Good. And in- and disengaged the electrical system as the pilot became more conscious but still couldn't speak. Hmm. He slowly began to be able to answer questions and eventually was able to deplane on his own and went to the hospital via ambulance. That's good. Medical records showed that he was given a CT scan of the brain, which was unremarkable, a cardiac catheterization, which with no evidence of coronary artery disease, unlike somebody, an echocardiogram or ECG or EKG, depending on who you ask, with no abnormalities, huh. and extensive lab work with no abnormalities. Can you just pass out? Several weeks of outpatient treatment later, and his cardiologist determined that his symptoms were consistent with carbon dioxide poisoning. Ooh. What? Not good. How the hell did that happen? So you might want to ask what was in that cargo. You remember those 41 boxes that were labeled as hazardous? What might have been in them? The NTSB investigated and reviewed the cargo manifest and found that the 41 boxes each contained two pounds of dry ice which was within the limitations of carrying a total of 168 pounds of dry ice. Dry ice definitely seemed like the culprit because it sublimates or breaks down into CO2. Carbon dioxide. Yep. Holy crap. And what? This is, a, this is a topic that actually comes up not for that reason, but because in a lot of small GA airplanes, exhaust fumes can get into the cockpit. So let me keep going. Right. NTSB investigators reviewed the shipping procedures and found that the dry ice was scooped into the boxes. Mind you, these are pellets, which was every time I've seen dry ice, it's usually in like chunks or blocks. Right. What? what pellets. What kind of plane was this again? A Cessna 208B. Grand Caravan. A super cargo master. Yeah, this is the cargo version of the Grand Caravan. It's all the same I'm, I'm looking up a picture just to have a, a picture in my head yep. of what it looks it like. It looks like an airplane. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. When you draw an airplane, you've you drawn... You draw a 767. That, or when you draw a small airplane, you've drawn this airplane. I usually draw a low wing. Yeah, me too. You're the rarity. Actually. You're a rarity. A lot of people depict... <laughs> that like was a, a okay. compliment. Thank you. I was trying to see like how big the passenger cabin was. 
It's not massive. No, but it's big enough to have pellets in there. Right. For a single engine airplane. Because the, the thought of Cessna in my brain is the Cessna 172 we this fly with Brendan. That. Right. This is an oversized 172. <laughs> no, it's far more complex. And so one. there's two pounds of these dry ice pellets in each of the 41 boxes. Okay. Each scoop was about two pounds, so one scoop per box. And this was the standard practice of packaging this for years. There wasn't a measurement using a scale or any other means. They're just like, well, that's a scoop and that's two pounds. Like, there's no verification. Yeah. Okay. But usually, I mean, like, you're not looking for the exact measurements when you're getting, when you're purchasing dry ice. No. Because it's going to sublimate over time. Right. According to the company, they did not employ anyone to directly oversee the packaging, but a supervisor was available on the floor. The shipper said that this was an extremely high volume shipment, which was weird for them. They usually don't process an order for 41 boxes of dry ice. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot strange. of dry ice. That is yeah. a lot. They didn't have their usual staff to fill the order, so they reassigned an employee who hadn't packaged hazardous materials in 17 months. Oh, that's God. not good. <laughs> Nor had he completed the hazardous materials training since September of 2015. This is November 2018. Wow. Okay, so why are they having him do it then? Uh, that was never answered. Great. Fantastic. When interviewed, this employee said he used one and a half to two scoops of dry ice per box and then marked them as two pounds because that's what he thought the standard was. Stop. So he added almost twice as much. Stop. So rather than having 81 pounds of dry ice in 41 boxes, they had 122 to 162 pounds. Oh, no. And they didn't know it? And they didn't know it. I mean, this is, I'm not going to say this is a really a weight and balance issue because that's not much weight for this airplane, but this is an issue when it comes to the amount of Dry ice, hazardous material in the airplane. Yeah, it is close to the shipping limit, but it's still under. That's bizarre. That, that, but yes. So now it's time for investigators to do a little uh, myth math. The FAA advisory circular ninety one seven six alpha speaks to transporting dry ice. There's literally an entire document about doing. I believe this. that because it's a relatively regularly moved product. Yeah. And, it, and the circular says that exposures to CO2 should not exceed a concentration of half a percent of the air in the cockpit or 500 parts per million. Right. Which makes sense. The signs and symptoms beyond that concentration resemble hypoxia, including yeah. headache, dizziness, muscle weakness, drowsiness, and ear ringing. That was Ooh. weird to me. Uh, so investigators had to figure out what the concentration was in the cockpit. Dry ice has an average sublimation rate of 2% per hour in the volumes that they were packaged in here. Furthermore, the pilot said that he kept the vents in the cockpit closed because it was cold outside. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. He was not required to open them while transporting dry ice by FedEx. The NTSB Vehicle Performance Division. Okay. Sure. Which exists calculated that the CO2 concentration in an unvented configuration would have reached 1% in five minutes. Ooh. <laughs> Twice the FAA standard, for those of you who are counting. Yep. By 30 minutes, the concentration would be 6.37%. Oh, no. Oof. Consistent with loss of consciousness, coma, and eventually death. So coma's the in-between the sleep and oh, the death. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow, he is lucky. Lucky. Uh, lucky that they called the fire department to be like, there's a plane running and no one's answering us. Probably any longer and it would have been worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even if the load had been the proper one scoop per box, the concentration still would have been 1% in 10 minutes and 4% by the time the firefighter opened the door. Right. 
Westair and FedEx distributed CO2 detectors to their crews following this incident. Yeah, that's a good thing to have. Yeah. This is starting to become regular in a lot of GA airplanes. That's kind of what I was getting at. A lot of GA airplanes have these CO2 detectors anyways for fumes in the cockpit. And this wasn't the first time that this pilot had had, well, he had had a CO2 detector before. Sure. Which came in handy because this is not the first time this has happened to him. That's not good. In March of 2018. That's not much further beyond that. The same year, he experienced the same symptoms with a dry ice pickup and began getting drowsy and having trouble breathing while taxiing. But that time, he had a CO2 detector that registered a 4% CO2 concentration or 4,000 parts per million after taxiing 200 feet. So he opened three air vents and turned around. As he approached, the detector read 7,800 parts per million, or 7.8%, which immediately decreased when he opened his door. This poor guy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's not good. So. (laughs) I bet he's really frustrated. Like, you nearly killed me twice, and this seems to be a recurring thing, and all you have is the detector? Why don't you just fix the shipping problem? Yeah. Of hazardous materials. So the National Transportation Safety Board determines the probable cause of the this incident to be the pilot's loss of consciousness while taxiing due to an ac- accumulation of toxic levels of carbon dioxide gas inside the airplane as a result of dry ice sublimation. Also causal was the pilot's decision to fly the airplane in an unventilated configuration, the operator's policy that allowed this configuration, and the shipping company's inadvertent loading of excess dry ice, which exacerbated the concentration of carbon dioxide. Ta-da! As far as I can tell, the NTSB didn't issue any recommendations because the FAA advisory circular already advised that you fly with good ventilation and circulation. Yes, that is also a thing. FedEx just didn't say that you had to. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got. It's weird. Yeah. It is strange. Very weird. That's why when I read it, I'm like, that, we should do that. I don't know when we're going to do that. The answer was a week later. (laughs) How do you experience hypoxia symptoms without having hypoxia? Just like this. CO2. CO2. So sorry, that was uh, a lot shorter than I thought it would be. That's okay. That's why we're doing 200 an episode. Yep. It's still a, it's, it's a weird one. It is. But this kind of went hand in hand. We did two medical issues in an episode. So that was we kept it themed. Sort of planned. Yes. I think that's the last planned one we have. I suppose. Yes. We, we kind of found a theme for each one of them, roughly. Yeah. Eh. Sort of. One of them's German themed. Oh, yes, there's a German one. And then I don't remember what the and then other one I think is. the last one is just Christy covers a mechanical one and Nick covers a pilot error. I think that's the, like... Something like that. Yeah, Nick covers a real stupid one in the last one, so... Okay, good. Also, there have been people, which I realize this is coming out way late, but you keep uh, tagging us on Instagram in the same photo. We know. That's the one Nick's covering. One, that's one of the one Nick's is covering. Two of them we've already covered. If you want to do the last one, you got to be very explicit. Can you please put it on your schedule? Also, guess who did a stupid? <laughs> Me. <laughs> and I did a Miranda sode that was on our list. And I was unaware until which, today. Which episode was it? Because I don't. KRE 157. Which one was that? That's a great question. I don't even remember. You can look on the website. Okay. I, I would feel, I was going to say, I wouldn't feel bad since it was a Patreon recommendation, but it wasn't, so. It wasn't. So sorry, sorry, Alan. So sorry, Alan. That was it. I'm usually really good at looking, 
but I didn't apparently look for that one. That one was the Aero Sucre. Yeah. Oh, the 727. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. So if you want to listen to that one, it's a Miranda Sode. Sorry. I'm so sorry. One of my learning lessons in doing these short episodes is it doesn't take as much time as I thought it would, which is good because now I can do the Christy Sode that's been requested for like a year now. Fair ah! enough. Fair enough. So coming up here soon, you should join the Patreon and hear the story of how a plane crashed because of an animal. A dangerous animal. That. That's all you get from me on that. It's interesting. It may already have come out by this point. We'll see. That's really ambitious of you to think. (laughs) I said may. I did not say it was. I said may because we're doing this so far in advance. So now it has to come out in may because she keeps saying may. Good luck with that. Well, may meaning it may or may not be there. (laughs) Not in the month of May. may. It may or may not be there. All right, friendos, thank you so much for listening and being patient with us since we are currently not here. We are somewhere, hopefully, on a boat enjoying ourselves. Well, actually, I think we're back by the time. We're actually back by the time this comes out. Sure, whatever. But we didn't record that while we were supposed to record this, we were on a boat. We really didn't want to have to bring all of this crap with us. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Or record on our phones all janky-like, so there you go. Yep. We hope you have a safe and healthy week. We will catch you all next week with more minisodes. Keep your speed up. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hardlandings Podcast and on Twitter at Hardlandings Pod. Subscribe and leave a five-star review on the platform you are using to listen. If you would like to see photos and sources for this episode, please visit us at Hardlandingspodcast.com, where you can also leave us feedback and ask questions. This episode was researched and written by Nick and Christy. Our theme song was written by Miranda and performed by all three of us, plus Leo. And our logo is by Naomi from Not a Monster, Not a Boogeyman. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. <laughs> hey, you're still here. You're still here. Welcome Hello. to our sure. impromptu post episode. We acknowledge that that was a really short episode and we feel bad. So we're going to do a little bit of a post episode. Since we so don't you- actually do post episodes for these ones right now. And, uh... Those of you who don't usually get to listen to the post-episode can have a little bit of a sneak peek of what we usually do. Which is talk about anything other than the episode. <laughs> well, usually. that's not 100% true. Because no. last time we did a post-episode, we did the entire thing based on the Boeing documentary. Yes, we did. So, it wasn't really about the episode, though. Sorry, I'm being very loud right now. It's okay. Well, we don't peek anymore, which is nice. Good gravy. Um. So what I kind of wanted to talk about, you guys didn't hear it in the episode because we are pros at editing no we're not (laughs) uh but nick got a call in the middle of the episode so miranda and i had like this little side tangent conversation we have planned our matching tattoos oh boy i helped because i got off the phone in time to hear most of this it's like a thing and like i'm like okay but i have to get the first one first to see how bad it is and then we can do the other one (laughs) miranda's getting a a small tattoo of a triplet note because she's a uh, triplet in case you didn't know that. On my wrist, on my left wrist. It's so clever. So, what we're our tentative plan, which we need to have designed if any of you want to design this, have fun. Uh, we're going to do a plane with the contrail being a music staff of our theme song. And being our part. Yes. Because yes. Miranda's part is different than my part. Their individual parts in the theme song. I guess for anyone to design this, they would kind of need to see that music. I can make that happen. I mean, they can design it with the music staffs. 
and then you guys just add the music later. I guess that's true, too. That is also true. Because it just needs a base design. We just yes. need to figure out, like, what plane. Well, How many contrails, what plane. So, a music staff has five lines. So, it has to be a four-engine plane, and then maybe, like, somehow finagle a contrail coming out of the fuselage. Well, APU. it doesn't have to or be. The like, my thought is, like, the contrail could start and then fade off into five lines. Later, like it doesn't have to be a full contrail all the way down. I thought it'd be cool if it was, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to have like someone actually sketch it out to see how it looks. So the next question co- becomes 747, A380, or A340. Or a 707, or a DC8. We're not doing any Douglas. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, refer, refer to our last post. Tell me how you really and it's not it. really our last post episode. It was the post episode for episode. way back in April, because <laughs> you're hearing this in June, yeah. maybe July. Is this the one in July? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, episode 131's post episode was actually aviation related and was kind of a rant. And I still huge su- rant is what it was. I still suggest putting like the logo, the on HL the at least on the yeah. plane somehow, somehow. some way. So that's our tentative plan. We don't plan on getting these tattoos till early next year. A, because we're taking this ginormous vacation, you see. And Miranda has a fear of needles that she needs to get over in that time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't blame you. I I don't know. I like tattoos. I think they look cool. I'm just like, I'm a weenie. I'm a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm worried about getting the small one on my wrist, much less one that goes up my arm. So fair enough, but I'm really excited for it. And yes, it was kind of a spur of the moment idea, but I was like, but wait, that sounds like awesome. Do we want to do it on the outside or the inside? I was thinking just doing it on the inside of the forearm. Yeah. Right here. You can see it. And then it's almost like we're going to Spider-Man out a plane. We're just not. Or is the plane down here or is the plane up here? Plane's down here at the wrist. Pointing oh. toward the hand. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's yeeting itself away from us. Ye- we are ye- trash. Actual <laughs> trash. I'm at least trash. You're less trashy than I am. Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> I literally... So, those of you who don't know, my boyfriend's name is Ryan. There was one time where I told him, I'm like, it's trash, like me. And he looked at me like I grew two heads. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't understand the reference. So I kind of understand, but. Is trash. it even a reference? I don't it's know. Just a, I don't even know where like it came a from. Pop culture thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just trash. <laughs> Started with the whole, I'm a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am. Uh... I'm I'm two things. I'm either an anxiety potato or I'm a sad potato. It seems like there's nothing in me. I am just a potato. <laughs> I am an ADHD potato. I've been told by someone Hello. that I am a sweet potato. He's my loaded potato. <laughs> That's his actual name. What's um, your name in our group chat? Is it loaded potato? It, uh, yeah. it is in mine. Yeah, in our group in our group it's the loaded potato. I don't remember what I am in the What is it in our group chat? I don't remember what's in the either one of the other two group chats. Um, please hold. It's it's one of them is the flying gnocchi. Flying gnocchi. That's yeah. that one. Uh, Brendan is pizza dough. Yep. Miranda is caffeine with a side of rage. 
<laughs> that is that for our ours yes. or the one with Brendan? It's the one with Brendan. Yeah. Because what am I in ours? Well, Purple uh, Panda is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. In the one that we have with Brendan, I am the teal pie maker. For those of you who don't know, I make a good pie crust. Yes. I don't know how to make pie filling. She is um, teal slime ninja for the, uh, the three of us. I also make really good slime. The yes. one for the what three of I... us, I used to be banana hammock. <laughs> yeah. What am I in our group of three? A fine yoki. Is that what I am? What's What am I in the other one then? Uh, Pizza man? Potato man? Uh, yeah, hold on. It's something that no, Brendan's kid said. Oh, hold on. I keep opening the wrong group chat now. Uh, yeah, Mr. Potato Man. Mr. Mr. Potato, Potato Man. Man. Oh, that's right, because, yeah, Brendan's kids used yeah. to say, when's Mr. Potato Man coming back? Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't even in my name. It's not even the food that's in my name. <laughs> don't ask. I, I don't even remember why we have him as pizza dough. I think it's because... It's because... I, I can tell that story because I was there. It's because when I did his videos for the still COVID existent school year where he wanted to do all the videos for the concert and everything, we went and filmed it and everything. And we get back to the house. We're going to go edit it on a separate day. And I said, you can just offload the files and call the files, whatever you want. So he created a file that was called pizza dough. And then from there, we renamed, we named the rest of the files for each class, like uh, kindergarten pizza dough, Middle pizza dough, <laughs> high school pizza dough, um, pizza dough play, like things like that. So that was just the whole running joke at the time. If you can't hear it, uh, Nick is playing with the dog. Actively, while I'm also trying to talk. Because, you know, the dog is like the most hyper when we're ready to go to sleep. Of course. Always. We even like took him out and played with one of the neighbors. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's still whack. Never ends. He'll he'll calm down. I, I think when my Milo was a puppy, it took him close to two years to calm down. That's fair. So and he still sometimes he goes flap <laughs> when he I think, wants food. I think Milo's gonna take a lot longer than that to calm down because he's got that Aussie Shepherd. And the poodle. And the Aussie Shepherd that have had in the family in the past never calmed down. Ever does not know chill. They don't chill. They might like a little less crazy than they were before, but still crazy. What is chill? They don't know it. I mean, this is the dog we're talking about where when he lost feeling in his whole back half, he just dragged it around. He didn't care. He was like, I'm neurotic. (laughs) And he just literally, like, he had to see everything that was going on. He'd hurl himself down the stairs, hurl himself up the stairs, just drag that back end through everything and anything in its way. He did not care. He was like, I got to see. I got to keep moving. I got to keep walking. I got to do whatever I'm doing, even though I don't remember what I was just doing half a second ago. He was a senile dog. Did not care. Never chilled. Hey. Hey. Why are you biting? Ow, that's me, you're fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Stop it. Jesus Christ. Stop it. <laughs> and you get an Why insight are you into like the chaos. This? this is actually what a post episode is normally like. Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, f- hey, 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 hey. I'll start hitting you back. Hey. Milo. 
Note to self, we need to edit this because we have sworn twice. Yes, we do have to edit this. I was planning on doing that anyway. Okay. We don't normally edit post-episodes. No, usually they're uncensored. But in this case... Because Spotify and Anchor ask if it's clean or not, we usually try to make sure we don't cuss. Bruh, can you calm down? No chill. Just like we were saying. Dude. No chill. He only chews on Nick. Yes. He'll sometimes attack my inner thighs, and I'm like, excuse me, sir? He does that to me all the time, and it drives me nuts. Excuse me, sir. I'm his mama. He tries to find any part of you he can grab onto and will bite you. Down. You're going to get your face swat again. She's moving. (laughs) Thank God. Why are you moving over here? Because she doesn't want to look him in the face anymore. Gabby, you just hit my mic. Your breath stinks. (laughs) Your breath stinks. He was like, you. you just full on I just side. cussed again. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not used to censoring myself during post episodes. I know. So, so how's oh. it going? Is life the universe? You got everything? jokes? I do. I do got jokes. We'll tell jokes. So, to preface for those of you that this is your first post episode, uh, Miranda gives a quiz to her kids every week. Yes. And their bonus question is, tell me a joke. Or a riddle. Sometimes they tell me a riddle. And then we usually will tell the jokes on air on the post episode if they're funny. Let's not tell any of the um, orphan jokes, shall we? I didn't have that class, so. Okay. That's only one class? That's good. You, I will grab you so fast. I got him. Do you? Nope. <laughs> what did the butter say to the ice cream? We never turned off this mic. Oh, nope. It's okay. I'm butter than you. Oh, It wasn't was, very good. I was trying to incorporate the word churn because they both get churned. I didn't look at some of these, so... What are some of the ones I did this week? Why did the goat cross the road? <laughs> and then he... She didn't say the punchline yet. <laughs> No, the dog. I know. What? Why? I don't know. They didn't say. They just said, why did the goat cross the road? Oh, oh no. I have to look at it. Let's see if the internet can provide an answer. Why did the... Ow! This website lied to me. <laughs> it didn't have the joke? <laughs> nope. This is a good one. Why did the math book... Why was the math book so sad? Why? Because it had too many problems. Aww. Aww. Kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the goat cross the road? Why? It was the chicken's day off. Oh. Don't you swat me. What is what has to be broken before you can use it? What? Glow stick. I mean technically, but that's not the answer. What? An egg. Yes. <laughs> Stop biting me. Stop it. Stop it. Tell me more jokes. <laughs> you, you are the joke. Yes, I am the joke. It took me 0. 0.2 seconds. I am the joke. I am the joke. The joke. What do lawyers wear to court? Lawsuits. Lawsuits. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah puns. <laughs> Why did the picture go to jail? Why? Because it was framed. <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. Some of these we've already heard before. 
Well, it's an, it's a different post episode. That's true. Why did the tumbleweed cross the road? Why? To get stuck in a fence. That's I mean, a, yeah. That is just what happens here. Oh my gosh, last week? Holy hell. So windy. Driving home was actual hell. Yes, it was. That was worse than the flight in from Chicago. Like, it was windy when we were coming in, but then the drive home was so much worse. What kind of shoes do robbers wear? What kind? Sneakers. <laughs> they sneak around. Sneaky sneak. I am the sneaks. Oh, they didn't give me an answer to this. They're really bad at this. Excuse me. What is it? It is a flax milk chai with apple cinnamon syrup from Starbucks. Oh, okay. It's very sweet. I mean, she made it. It's not actually from Starbucks. Yeah. No, I'm, the, the syrup, syrup is, is from, from Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes. Yes, that is very sweet. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> what do you call a bear that does not have ears? What? A bee. Ha ha ha. Oh. I know. I have one more set of kids I need to look at. All right. All right. What, what set was that? That was fourth grade. Ah, okay. It's the toy grade now. Oh, this is the potential orphan jokes one. Oh, oh. no. No, it's not. Okay. JK. Oh, yeah, because one of the classes didn't have to do it. Okay. Uh. Cool. Solid. Oh. You wake up in the morning. Your parents... Bring you homemade bread, jam, and milk. What is the first thing you open? Your eyes. Your eyes. Yeah. I told them they could do riddles too because some of the jokes keep repeating and I was like, I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Please feed me something else interesting. God damn it. Is there an orphan joke? No. Okay, good. But it's not great either. Oh, good. Do we dare say it? What was I in the bathroom? What? what? <laughs> European. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's not great. I heard that one a thousand times as a uh, kid in elementary school, though. Well, yes, these are kids in elementary school. Yep, yeah, I remember them days. Me being half European in a sense, I, oh, I heard that. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. How do you get a country girl's attention? How? I'm scared. Attract her. Oh, that's ah. actually pretty good. <laughs> that one's kind of good. How many know. loops are you going to do around the mixer? She's just going to keep going. Until she finds somebody who's just going to pat her like crazy. <laughs> What's you? Excuse me. So this is a post episode. Yep. Where show. I write, <laughs> I'm going to sneeze again. In the post episode, we don't take anything out that would normally go into a blooper reel. Nope. Um, what? What? People say that they like listening to our post episodes because then we actually seem like people. I mean, we are, so that's good. <laughs> what did you think we were otherwise? I don't know. Robots. <laughs> people that exist for the sole purpose of creating this podcast and nothing more. How? What do you call fish with no eyes? What? A fish. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying. Like, they're looking at me weird because I'm trying not to sneeze. You've got real sneeze eyes going. <laughs> real strong sneeze eyes. A monkey, a squirrel, and a bird are racing to the top of a coconut tree. A what? A, co a coconut, coconut tree. tree, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Who gets the banana? Who? There's no bananas. There's it's no a bananas. coconut tree. There's no coconut tree. 
All right, that's it for today. Okay, good jokes. Jocks. Joch. Hello, cat. Oh, you are the cat. reason that she is sneezing so much. Oh, yeah. I'm allergic to, to pet dander, but I lived for pets for a long time, so I wasn't allergic to my mom's pets, but now I don't live there, so every time I go over there, I sneeze a lot, too. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not allergic to Milo because he's he's got that doodle, that doodle. That is true. But uh, the cats, different story. Different yep. story. Different story. Oh, I can close all of these tabs without getting married. <laughs> we were talking about what we want Christy's colors to be when you guys get married. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's gonna be Before. red, navy, and teal. Mm-hmm. And so here, here's my thoughts. Here are my thoughts on Miranda and the rest of my bridesmaids. <laughs> so I, I have been a bridesmaid before. The dresses are usually expensive and look like trash. Wow. And they don't look like they'll look good on one particular shape of woman. Usually. And then there's the rest of them. So my plan is to get swatches of the three colors that I want and mm-hmm. disperse them among the bridesmaids and be like, go find your dress. It has to match one of these. Make it look good. You're buying it, so I want you to be able to reuse it. Enjoy it. Have fun. Like, sure, you can go get a short dress. We're probably getting married in the winter, so uh, I don't advise it, but go for it. If you want to do a jumpsuit, do a jumpsuit. If you want to wear a suit, just have the tie and vest, whatever you do, match. Like, mm-hmm. if you are going to do a suit, like, you're going to have to wear navy blue like all of the groomsmen. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yes. What if one of That's the groomsmen the wants to wear a dress? Go for it. <laughs> the only one I can think of is Leo. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't do it. Nope, nope, nope. You know he won't. But Leo looks so good in drag. So? Yeah, that might cause problems with other <laughs> things, though. Maybe we don't go there. So, they, uh, we are serving breakfast for dinner at our wedding. I'm stealing that, by the way. I hope you realize. Everyone feels free to steal that. That is amazing. I, that is such, like, comfort I food. love breakfast. So easy to get everybody, like, make everybody Like, happy. make your own waffle bar? Yes, Heck please. yeah. We're not... Uh, what what's the what's the word? Panting. No. <laughs> what? We're, we're not, not patenting this idea. Oh, patenting. We're not toasting. Good God, we're not toasting with champagne. We're toasting with mimosas. Yeah, I won't. Hey, have why not? All at my wedding. I know, but that's that's you. This is yeah, me. Yeah, mocked This is me. Oh. Anyway. So how's everybody's probably June or July? How's everybody's summer so far? Hot. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm hoping Depends not. On where you are. I'm hoping not awful because there's already been a lot of tornadoes by this point, and it's April. Uh, I'm probably exhausted. Me too. Does this when 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 does this come out? It, it comes out the week after we get back. So June. Yeah. It's in June. Yeah. So no, maybe it's the second week of June. Wait. It's it comes out on June twenty first. So yeah, yeah the so week right after, after we get back. Literally right after we get back. We got back like three days ago. So yeah. uh fun fun stuff. Yeah, I'm probably exhausted. And regretting life. This is the day I go back to the office. We will have lots of stuff to talk about in the post episodes and the episodes coming. Several episodes from now. 
<laughs> I but, figured out when my doctor's appointment was. Ooh. It's after we get back. It's not that week. It's the week after. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Um, a little time to And I'll start working be. at, I guess, I don't really care if you guys care, know what my second job is, but I'll start working there again. I'm going to have a week for my equilibrium to come back. Yeah. And then I'll start working there again. I'll be right summer. back at it. And I'll probably be in Salt Lake City that week. If I had to guess. Salt Lake City. Not just a story mama told. We don't own that. <laughs> we don't own it. We do not have rights to that. If you want to hear the full song, go listen to the Book of Mormon. But be prepared. It is not. Uh, it is by no means safe children, for work yeah, or, or children, children friendly. Approved, yeah. yeah, it is. There are times where it comes on while I'm doing soundtrack trivia, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sometimes it's Hasadiga Evil Wine. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thankfully, none of the songs like start inappropriate. They all just like, work into it. I don't want to get fired today. <laughs> <laughs> oh but. My God. It's only going to take playing that one time to get fired if you ever wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the one. If I was going to play anything, that would be the one. That would be it. Go out in flames. <laughs> Hot fire of flames. How long have we been recording? A little over 20 minutes, right? 25 minutes. Okay. I think that's enough. We could probably call it done. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thank you for staying. Yeah. That means you, you pay attention. And you realize that this episode's longer than when it ended. <laughs> yeah. You guys were probably like, wait a minute, what's the rest of this time? <laughs> or you or you did what I do and just left it running. And there's the dog. If you enjoyed this and you don't normally have access to this, I recommend it. You only have to be a $5 patron to get access to post episodes. And we have a post episode for almost every episode. And we talk about all sorts of interesting things. We talk about... Aviation related things. We talk about our no, lives. We, we talk. I mean, we talk about everything. We do talk about aviation related. Occasionally, things. not all the time. Go you and I have done that ramp. a lot more this post episode than we have in a while. What? Say things at the same time. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Stab Maybe it's because it. my brain's tired. Me too. I feel so I tired. I don't know. Anyway, okay. thanks for listening. Uh, if you want, go check out the other post episodes on the website, um, or not the website, the Patreon. That. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.